Hello, and welcome to the Alt Left. Welcome back, everybody, to episode 71 of the Alt Left. I am Chris. Joining me here is Matthew Jumbo Johnson. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. And nobody else. Uh, I have some some terrible news. So sad. Uh, They got him. They got him. Kay was uh, Kay was poisoned by the alt right. They got to him. Drank the Kool Aid, and uh, he's he's not long for this world. Yeah, they always take the pretty ones. You know what could saved him though? There is an antidote for the cherry poison. It's uh, it's baby formula, but uh, unfortunately, it's been in short supply. I've heard. No, yeah, can't get a hold of it, man. And and I'm in a lucky position of like we we don't need baby formula. We we had we bought one thing of it. I think like the week or two before things really started getting bad, and there was we realized there was an issue, and we haven't had to use it at all. So you know, that's been about it. But like, god damn, we did for my son. I can't imagine not having access to it when he was born. Like, yeah, that's rough. And and, and I work for a nonprofit that helps feed struggling families, and I got to tell you, like this last week. Anytime we've gotten a donation of baby formula, we've had to literally lock it away and guard it and dole it out in tiny portions to when people have children. It's like, oh, someone asked for it. And it's like, okay, do you have a child in the house? Or are you bringing this to someone else? Like, it's like, we're literally having to verify. We can't give it to people unless we know on record they have children of the appropriate age because there's so little of it. It's one of those things that it's, it's just the most aggressively American story possible this was done through the problems of fucking capitalism. You know, there's, you know, uh, there's a Senate probe right now talking about Abbott, which is like the biggest producer of baby formula. And you've got this double-edged problem. First of all, there's a fucking monopoly on baby formula for some reason. We had the Sherman Antitrust Act for a reason. It was to stop this. It was to stop things that are of importance from being monopolized. It's one of the reasons we had uh, Bell companies across the country was because they broke up AT&T. So there could be competition for telecommunications. And it's like, there's not, and it, we're entering this new age where monopolies are just being allowed to happen. Massive corporations are buying each other out, and it's totally okay now. You know, it, it's totally fine. And now we have two conglomerates that are massive that produce all of almost all of our baby formula. And um, Abbott uh, just decided that uh, they didn't need to produce it because uh, they're running for some costs, you know, and some tax issues. And so they did a massive stock buyback instead of forwarding production. Well, there was also the recall. Don't forget about that. There was a, a massive yeah, some issue babies where, got uh, yeah poisoned. Yeah, yeah, and so that it was a con- like what you're saying is absolutely 100 percent true. But under normal circumstances, it wouldn't be an issue. The problem is, and this is why it's bad that companies do this, is if you have a recall and you're not producing enough, just in case, which Abbott wasn't. The moment you have a massive recall because, you know, children are getting sick and potentially could be dying, you suddenly take a massive amount of valuable, vital um, uh, products away from the consumers. You're taking them out of the market. And that's what kind of happened is the perfect storm of horrible shit. Yeah, but that's the thing is like that's that shouldn't be the problem. Like a recall would not tank an industry like this. 
Um, you know, they have reserves and all that, but they didn't. And mm-hmm. that was the problem is because of the Trump era, you know, corporate tax cuts that we had, um, their tax rate dropped way down and they used all that surplus value to do stock buybacks. And so all the executives in the company bought back their own stock, increasing their value instead of putting any of that money into production. And they actually scaled back production. And that combination has led to now people can't get baby formula. Um, and boy, God, and it led to some shit takes like Bette Midler. God, I know that was so awful. Like I used to thought, I used to think she was such an ally and like n- not someone, the last person I would have picked to make a statement like that. But she's, the, she's a liberal. Oh my God. For those a of you that don't know. She, yeah. I know, right? But the, for those of you that don't know, Bette Midler tweeted out something along the lines of, and I'm paraphrasing here, but it's like, can't get baby formula, just breastfeed. Yeah, she, I think she was like, breastfeeding's free and available. It was, it was yeah, just such a let like them that. eat yeah, cake yeah. moment. It really was. It's just like, fuck, man. It was God so damn. bad. And it's like, you know, there's women who can't breastfeed, and there's orphans, and there's single fathers, and there's a myriad of reasons why that might not be an option for everyone, you vapid, wealthy twat. I'm just so, like, that made me so mad. It's such a shit take for such a rich, privileged person. Yeah. I mean, well, and this is a common thing. Like, it's, most people, and I think there's a lot of people that don't get this. Like, when a baby is first born, it doesn't come out of the womb, go straight to the tit and start sucking for dear life. It takes time for them to figure out how to latch, and it also takes time for milk to start being produced in enough quantities to sustain them. My son couldn't latch when he was first born. That baby formula is what allowed him to be fed, and there are millions upon millions of women that go through the exact same thing. And without that baby formula, it can take anywhere from two to four, even five days for their milk to come in. A baby will starve without nutrition in that time. Again, again, there's a myriad of reasons. It doesn't matter. The, the, the fact that you would even suggest that baby formula wouldn't exist if it were that simple. Right. <laughs> we have to remember, this was intentionally caused. We have an economic system that rewards this type of behavior. This is preventable. And this is the system working as it should. So if you think this is shit and this is bad, it's like, I really want to know what Congress is going to do. Like, oh, you bought back your stock. It's like they didn't break a single law. There's no legislation into this. And, you know, so so what? What are you going to do? Like, you got mad? And what? You've decided that something necessary for human survival is allowed to be monopolized and then cut off. That's the economic system you have allowed to happen. And I'm really curious what the party who loves to scream how capitalist they are is going to sit and cry about this. Oh, they won't. I mean, this is, they're going to make a big show uh, about this is wrong. And this is like, there's going to be a lot of fancy words. Yeah, and they're going to bring talk. some corporate exec out there. And he's going to take the bullet for the team. And he's going to yep. get yelled at by, by, you know, fucking Cory Booker. And, and then they're going to go home. Yep. I mean, and if that, like, if it gets bad enough, he might have to step down, but they'll give him a golden parachute. Yeah. Dude will retire and fucking make millions just for, 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 for the privilege of stepping down. Yep. It's amazing how fast we can move on legislation that protects the wealthy class. You know, there was unanimous, no problem, passed overnight protection for, um, Supreme Court justices who had peaceful protests happening outside their homes. 
passing that was completely bipartisan, happened without a problem. There was no filibusters. There was no backroom deals. There was no pork added. Nope, it was just done easy peasy. And it's like this one, which should be an even easier one of, hey, babies shouldn't starve to death, has Republicans all over voting against it because Biden's president, so therefore fuck babies. And that can't pass. That has to have a problem passing. That has to have friction going through. Yeah. And, and just for the record, so in the House, 192 House Republicans voted against the, the baby formula bill. Literally, this is just a bill whose sole purpose is to get formula in the hands of, of women and babies who need it. That's literally the only reason we had this bill. It's to authorize the Defense Act to put government gears in place to streamline the process of mass producing baby formula rapidly. Yep. That's, that's, that's it. all it is. It's just making baby formula, but that's too much of a fucking problem for the fascist party. Yep. 192 House Republicans said no, and then nine Senate Republicans voted against it. And, and I, I've got the list here. Are there any uh, quotes from anyone on why? I, I couldn't find any. Um, Babies and that's, should I pull themselves up by their bootstraps. And I'm, I'm pretty sure it's something along those lines, but I couldn't find anything anywhere. But uh, the list shouldn't surprise anyone. We got Andy Biggs, Lauren Boebert, Thomas Massey, Clay Higgins, Matt Gates, Chip Roy, Paul Gosser, Louis Gomer, and Marjorie Taylor Greene. Like most of those names people should know already as being the absolute worst of the worst, super star shit heels of the Republican Party as it is. Um, so it shouldn't be too, like, actually, I, even I'm a little bit surprised. Like, I mean, we all know how much Matt Gates loves children. <laughs> I get that Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert are absolutely vile, atrocious women, but they're still women. I would think, I would hope that even as a crazy ass right wing Republican woman, you'd have enough empathy to be like, no, babies shouldn't die. We should get them food. But nope, couldn't even muster that. There's no time where there's, there's no shit take they won't take to just simply make a point of opposing the, the current administration. God. And again, you're, you're going to find few people who hate Biden as much as I do on 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 the left side of Republicans. But it doesn't matter. Like Biden's a piece of shit. Biden sucks. And I think he's worse than Trump in most ways. Um, I, I would 100 percent support this and everything his administration is doing for this. I think they don't go far enough. Not that this is a state in the wrong direction. Um, and there's a certain time to just stop being a fucking clown for five seconds. But again, People like MTG are incapable of doing that. This is you have the pro bank, pro capitalist diet fascist party, of the Democrats, and then you just have the absolute clown fuck circus that is the Republican Party now. Yeah. And, and, and there's just like there's there's no real centrist leadership in the party. I mean, I guess you've got kind of got Andrew Yang trying to do that, but like. He's still positioning himself in between Democrats and Republicans. Andrew so Yang is a self-promoting coward. He believes in nothing. He promotes nothing. All he's sitting there going, can't we compromise on everything? It's like, oh, let's let's have some genocide. Oh, no. How about just some? Diet genocide. Diet yeah, genocide. We, ha we have a fucking, you know, mass shooter in Buffalo, New York, right? Mm -hmm. You know, who, who paints the N-word on his gun, live streams on Twitch, and just decides the white race is getting bred out because he watched too much Tucker Carlson. And hops into a predominantly black neighborhood and starts murdering people of color because the white people are getting out bread, right? Or whatever the fucking bullshit he was believing. Bullshit replacement theory. And I, mean, I don't even want to call it a theory. It's bullshit replacement crazy ass ideas that Tucker Carlson spews. I would ask Yang people, okay, where's our middle ground? 
Where's the middle ground here? If there's both people on good sides, are you going to go with Trump on this one? You know, and that's the problem is everything, all Yang won't take a position on fucking anything. Everything is, we just need to stop the infighting. It's just, it's, it's fucking insane. Give it someone breaking into your house, trying to murder your family and someone going, hey, you both need to get along better. No, no, I really don't. Yeah. I don't need to get along with people who support white terrorism. I just don't. Because I'm a white nationalist. This is fucking terrorism. This guy brought a gun and started slaughtering people. Yeah. And, and, and. A chunk of this country, I mean, it's not half, but there's a big chunk of this country that thinks this guy was on the right fucking track. And there's yeah. no there's no middle ground with that. Fuck Andrew Yang and fuck all of his followers. And if you well, like Andrew Yang, I'm really sorry, but you're a fucking idiot. And you should read more books because Andrew Yang is a centrist piece of shit and it accomplishes nothing. And I would, I would challenge anyone to tell me in history when centrism won the day against evil. Honestly, though, I I don't think any like we have disagreements with our listeners on stuff. We have a few people that I think are vehemently disagree with us on Vouch. I found out, but uh, uh, I don't think anyone actually buys into the Yang bullshit. Could be wrong. Good. Hey, if, if you if you do, let us know. Shoot us a line because I'd love to yeah. hear why. I'd love to hear what Yang does because all he does is sell fucking books and offer garbage, weak sauce, spineless opinions. Yeah. Um, but magically, don't worry. If you were worried about what happened with this shooter, don't worry. Uh, this guy with uh, with a rifle who started slaughtering people in public, don't worry. He was taken in alive and uh, completely unharmed. Not a scratch on him. And true to form, all the mainstream media have been floating around the world mental health issues. The phrase yeah. mental health issues. It, it's so a it's mental just, health issue. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's just, it's a, it's a white, it's a, it's a kid with mental health issues. That That's the way this gets framed. It's not a, a grown ass adult who's also, you know, a racist piece of shit and a terrorist. And, you know, no, no, he's got to have mental health yeah. issues because you know, don't he's worry. got the right amount of melanin. He wasn't that dangerous. The police didn't need to take him down. Kicking in front doors and slaughtering people of color in their homes is fine. You know, maybe they were reaching for something. Maybe they could have had a gun. We got to kill them if they could have a gun. But if it's a white guy who actually has a gun and is actively shooting people, hold your fucking fire. This guy might be having some mental problems. Except remember the uh, remember the black men's black men that were shot that actually did have mental health problems. Um, and remember, like the caretakers that were screaming. He has mental health problems. Hey, he had a toy truck and that could have been a gun one day. He might have pulled out a smelting kit, melted it down, and then used his gunsmithing tools to make that into some kind of firearm. Go to the store, buy some gunpowder and some brass, form some ammunition, and then come back weeks later and shoot the cop. That could have happened. It was very dangerous. And that cop was scared and he was legitimately being scared. The thing I've got to point out, and it, it struck me more and more as these things have happened. Do you ever notice that whenever a black man is murdered, we always hear about how much the cops are fearing for their lives. And in most of these cases, in a lot of these cases, these guys didn't even have a weapon. Some of these cases, it was just a guy asking an officer simple questions in his car. To be fair, he was a white nationalist. Why would the cops be afraid? But that's kind of my. That's There's the no way this guy doesn't at. have it's a like, Blue Lives Matter Punisher fucking sticker somewhere on his car. 
Well, there's never any fear when they're in an active shooter situation with a white person that's got the N-word written on his fucking muzzle. Mm -hmm. But if it's a black guy that's got something that could even maybe remotely be any kind of weapon, suddenly they're, they're shivering in their boots. Yeah, it, it get, you know every time they every time the cops kill an unarmed black man, it's because they need more training. And it's amazing how that training only works with white people. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's what it was. Maybe that the cops that took this guy in just got all the training. And, and again, this <laughs> is in the same month that you know the the, the grand jury decided that uh, the cop who shoved the guy in, again in Buffalo, New York. Uh, if you recall during the the initial George Floyd protest, when the police shoved the old man to the ground who was unarmed and had his hands up and wasn't harming anyone, and uh, they cracked his skull and gave him permanent brain damage, within policy, it's fine. That's where we live. The police are here to enforce the state. They're here to protect private property. They are not here to help you. If you oppose the status quo in any way, shape, or form, they will kill you. Or harm you. And it seems more and more like the, the so-called good cops, it, it just seems like they're either silent or fired. Like and those, that's those... why there are no good cops. Because if you speak out, you are killed or fired. Um, and Or you shut your mouth. Which makes you complicit. Which makes you part of the system and part of the problem. Which means you are backing up and protecting these pieces of shit. Which is why there are no good cops. I know a good cop. You know why they're a good cop? Because they quit. They saw this horrible corruption, they spoke out against it, they were immediately ostracized and their life was threatened, and they quit. This isn't Staffy, is it? No. So you know, you know too? Yes, I personally know someone who spoke out and was threatened and uh, completely betrayed uh, because they didn't like um, the corruption they were seeing. And full-on lawbreaking going on. Um, and so no. they were they were told that they were going to get killed. Is this LAPD by any chance? No. Uh, or LA is, sheriffs? I, again, I, I'm not going to go ahead and speak out. It was definitely in the Los Angeles area. Uh, you don't have to confirm or deny this. Uh, I'm just going to put it out there. I, I'm going to bet it was sheriffs. No, it was not. Ah, damn it. Uh, I no, I he, you, you, yeah, Sheriff, I don't think you can get out of the academy at the sheriff's department without being a corrupt, murderous piece of shit. Oh no, that's like that's like they actually have a class. Uh, being a corrupt, murderous piece of shit. Yeah, one. like like yeah. <laughs> you, to to be a sheriff, you you literally have to start your career in the prison system, beating and torturing people. So no, <laughs> PD they they take a minute to corrupt you, but sheriffs no, you you have to come swinging out of the gate. <laughs> so anyway, so that's that's what we got going on in Buffalo, New York. Let's see, we got Madison Cawthorn losing his election. Oh, uh, how was... beautiful was that? That was great, but here's the thing I want to keep in mind. Like, I think a big reason he lost his election is because he went against the GOP. And as soon as he did that, suddenly all this shit started leaking out about him, you know, dressing in drag, blow it, trying to blow his cousin or have his cousin blow no, him. No, he was basically trying to face hump his cousin while he was naked. Not trying there to. He succeeded. I've seen the video. He butt naked, climbed on top of his cousin and uh, and shoved his junk in his mouth. That was, and then of course, remember it's 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 just guys joking around. <laughs> I gotta tell you, I've joked around with a lot of my friends, um, and I mean in raunchy, inappropriate ways. 
and I've oh. never managed to end up with my dick with a dick in my mouth. You know, like, and here's the thing: like, we're pretty comfortable dudes with our sexuality. We don't really give a shit about it. Like, our our significant others oftentimes joke about how they're just our beards. Yeah, but somehow I've <laughs> never managed to blow a family member. No, no, never. And not not once did I ever slip and fall, and my dick just went right into your mouth. Yeah. Never, never happened. But I I still sleep with my mouth open, my fingers crossed anyway. One of these days, I'm going to get lucky. Well, if you trim the beard a little bit, maybe it'll get scratchy. Don't. This is how I come naturally. Don't body shame me. I'm not trying to. I'm just, hey, give your lover a little tenderness. It's all I'm asking. I'm just saying, you are, you're built like a tall Ewok. Don't give me (laughs) shit about body hair, buddy. (laughs) I'd chafe for you. I totally would. That's fair. I like that. That's good. You know what? That's love. That's love. It is love. You know what? No matter how weird that got, it's still nowhere close to the Madison College. Not, not even a little bit. <laughs> not even a little bit weird. Uh, so, yeah, he fucking lost his ass off, which is great because he's just an absolute piece of shit. And I'm glad to see him gone. Uh, I know a Democrat took Pennsylvania. And I know there was some. It was Dr. Oz was part of that, wasn't it? Isn't there some? Yeah, they're still they're still fighting that fight now. I think he just declared victory because Trump's been telling him to just do it regardless yeah, of what Trump's the results are. But fuck I think the results, just declare victory. And like, but I think it's still too close to call. I don't think they have the official results it, in. It but... blows me away, Dr. Oz. Like he's just he's such a fucking charlatan, a snake oil salesman. And oh, one hundred percent. It kills me that this guy has any credibility and that he hasn't his medical license revoked. I, right, right. Like, here's the thing: he was once upon a time a legitimate, respected doctor. Yeah, like at least Doctor Phil. There's a giant asterisk after the doctor because, like, I mean, I don't remember what it was. Didn't he like fuck a patient or something? I don't know. He did something super wrong and they yeah, stripped him. Some weird shit like that. But yeah, no. But like, he was a legitimate doctor who was actually really successful in his field. Oprah had him on, and he realized he could make a fuck ton of money by just playing the 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 TV circuit. Yeah. Did and that just selling garbage yeah. supplements? Absolute horseshit, woo crap. Which I guarantee you, he never takes himself. Ever. It wasn't even woo because, like, at a certain point, I can even kind of respect the selling of woo because woo says they're woo. Right. Like Wu goes, hey, this is going to align your fucking chakras and this is going to cleanse this thing and this is going to bring you some inner peace and you're going to rub a jade egg on your, on, you know, it's like that shit is like they at least like say like, dude, this is spiritual. And it's like that doesn't bother me. Like, fine. The Catholic Church has been doing that for a million fucking years. Go for it. Like, do it. You know, it's with Dr. Oz. Like, no, no, this is scientific medicine. Yeah. Here's 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 my horse cock pills. And it's like, what the fuck is this? And this guy is allowed to practice medicine and keep keep calling himself a fucking doctor. Oh, man. Hold on. Just checked. It's actually gone to recount. No so it's gonna, way. Yeah. It's, they're predicting it's going to take weeks for a winner to be declared in the primary. I can't believe it's that close. Yeah. State law mandates a recount in elections where the top two candidates are separated by 0.5% or less of the votes. Uh, tally that is almost a certainty in the race involving Oz and McCormick, unless one of them gets an unexpected lopsided amount of the votes uh, yet to be counted. Uh, but at this point, like, I mean, yeah, they're neck and neck. I mean, it's holy crap! It's a thousand votes that separates them right now. Wow, that is terrifying. Right, right. <laughs> like, and here's the thing: like, 
Dr. Oz went full Trumper. Like he's got Trump's endorsement and everything. Oh yeah. So well, cause again, he see uh, Dr. Oz is an opportunist. Oh, absolutely. Like, that's the he, thing. He knows like, where the, where the, where the good stuff is, you know? Yeah. And by going into the Trump crowd, it's like, you're not going to be on the right fucking side of history. That's for damn sure. Yeah. But there's a guaranteed vote, you know, like there's a guaranteed chunk of people. And it's like, if that, you think that demographics going to pay off in your district or in your state or in your city, whatever, it's a tactic. It's a way to go, you know? Yeah. yeah. Speaking of opportunists, we've also got Elon Musk back in the news. Yeah. And I don't think we have any Musk fanboys in our fucking listenership. But if you do, again, I, that's another one I would love to hear from you. Like, what the fuck? All right, you know, I had a conversation with a coworker uh, yesterday where they were like, look, I don't like Elon Musk either, but he's done a lot for the world. And I was like, done what? Like, what exactly has he done for the world? Well, you know, Tesla, like he bought into Tesla. Tesla was a functioning, rising company that had a product and he saw it was good. And he paid a bunch of money to get himself on the board and take credit for it. Well, PayPal, PayPal, he didn't invent PayPal. He bought into the board. Yeah, (laughs) that's all he does. SpaceX, he hired, he fucking bought into it. He had got a bunch of engineers together. He's not a fucking rocket scientist. He's a piece of shit. Like he doesn't do anything. Elon Musk has one skill besides disappointing hot women named Grimes. Elon Musk's (laughs) skill is he can spot a good bet. And I'll give him that. He can spot a good bet. He sees something up and coming and goes, that's that's a good fucking bet. And he jumps on board. He's really good at like picking the team that's going to go to the final four and becoming a fan of it. And he gets credit all the time, but he's done nothing for the world. He's literally done nothing. His money came from slavery and apartheid mines. And he made a couple of decent investments, got a shit ton of money, and has been, he's again, much like Trump. He's been just selling his name. He's just a self promoting fucking windbag who does nothing. And it blows me away that there's all these incels who think he's the next fucking Tony Stark. It's the weirdest thing in the world because he doesn't produce anything. He doesn't do anything. And he's filled with broken promises. Like before we even go into the Twitter, like remember, Elon Musk promised to deliver clean water to Flint, Michigan. Did not do it. Promised to revamp California's subway system and mass transit. Did not do it. Promised to rescue children who were stranded in an underwater cave. Did nothing and then called the guy who did it a pedophile. Elon Musk doesn't ever come through anything. Said he would end world hunger if the UN gave him a budget. The UN gave him a ridiculously well thought out and planned budget. Throw it away. Like he never follows through on anything. He's just bullshit. And here we go again. Elon Musk can't pay taxes. My money's not in wealth. It's all in stocks and properties, and it's all tied up. Oh, well, never mind. I got $45 million, billion to buy fucking Twitter. He pulls that out of his fucking ass, and now he wants to back out. Yeah. Well, not back out. It, it's on hold because apparently now the Twitter execs have to back up this claim of less than 5% of the Twitter uh, base is you know fake accounts and bots. Which, Which is to be weird. fair, here's the thing though. Again, and it's not even like Elon Musk is clearly using this as an excuse to get out of it because the stock tanked and now it's not worth as much. But and again, the press was so bad. He, I think he really thought he was going to get a lot better press. You know, he thought he'd get some haters, but most people would be on board. And instead, he's got some people on board. Most people think he's a piece of shit. Yeah. Um, I think that's the real reason he's backing out is because it's a PR nightmare for him. 
And people have finally told him, like, hey, this is a PR nightmare. Stop doing this. Especially when he's like, oh, I'm going to bring Trump back. Yeah, Jesus <laughs> Fucking Christ. Cool. Anyway, the thing, the thing is, is, is there is a business to this. Is there some, you know, this is part of discovery. If they made a claim about their business, and to be fair, less than 5% bots, bullshit. Twitter is actually swimming with bots. Now, I don't think it's the majority but it's way more than fucking 5%. So it's like, this is Twitter's bad for false advertising, what they actually are. However, he didn't buy Twitter because of that. He was trying to buy Twitter to make it the new fucking conservative voice. He's trying to make it parlor and make it successful. But, but here's the thing. First of all, like this isn't like some like Twitter trying to downplay the number of bots or anything like that. They give out these estimates regularly. This is an annual thing that they submit. And when they're submitting it, they're they're being upfront. They're like, we have no way of really knowing what the number is. This is our best guesstimate based on what we can figure out and point to. Like, there's this isn't like Twitter's like, oh, Elon, you're going to love this. We only got 5% bots and, and this is nothing to worry about. And it's not really a big, no, Twitter's not doing that. Yeah. This is Twitter doing what Twitter does every single year. And Elon saying, well, you're going to prove it to me or else I'm backing out. Yeah. But yeah, and he's why? trying to hold himself. <laughs> yeah, and that's why I'm saying it's like it was Twitter's bad for not being better at this. But to be fair, that's not why he bought tw- or tried to buy Twitter. And it's not why he's backing out. Both of the exactly. reasons are PR. Yep. But it goes to what I was kind of linking him to Andrew Yang for. Because he, he, he made a tweet earlier today. Uh, 11 hours ago, and this was a tweet, a party more moderate on all issues than either reps or Dems would be ideal. Now, that is right. Right. Well, and I responded. Now, I responded. Now, it's Elon Musk. He's got thousands. So, like, no, he's not going to respond to this. But, like, to me, this is just bullshit because it highlights somebody that's either a complete imbecile when it comes to um, American politics. Because here's the thing. Dems are center-right corporate shills. We've established this. We know this is true. They are not leftists. They are not centrists. Dems are center-right corporate shills. They're conservatives. Right-wingers are off-the-rails conservatives. So a party in between the two is just a, a, a center I don't even know what even to call it, a center-center-right conservative or a center-right-right conservative? A party party between center-right-leaning capitalists and ultra-right-leaning fascists would just be a hard-right party. There, perfect. There you go. And so to make that statement, I have to believe, again, you're either a complete imbecile when it comes to American politics and the realities of, of American politics, or... You're making a play for the people that Andrew Yang is making a play for, and you're doing it to boost your own brand. I don't think Elon Musk is going to go into politics. I don't think he wants to. I think he wants to keep making millions or billions. Uh, I do think he's trying to build his brand. This is what we t- you were mentioning before. I think he's trying to do the same thing that Trump has done. I think he's trying to appeal, like build in, in so much as he's trying to build his brand. But the way he's doing it is trying to make the same appeal to the people that Andrew Yang's making appeal to, because there is a significant amount of people, mostly liberals in this country, that think that everyone just needs to hug it out and get along. And this is bullshit. And those same people are the, are the ones that think that Elon Musk is the next Tony Stark. Now, I would agree with, with I think you. I disagree, actually. I think they're very different people. 
Oh, I, um, I don't think because I've heard I've heard way too many people make the Tony Stark argument that have also been following followers of Yang and have parroted even Yang's bullshit. Like there's I mean, a, there's maybe, definitely a Venn diagram that overlaps, and I don't think it's a small sliver. Yeah, I, I just I, I don't know. I don't I, I again I disagree. I think Musk fan again. I'm not saying that those people don't exist, but I think that's outdated at this point because Musk or yeah, Elon Musk has shifted super far to the right, and he's on that like. No one's allowed to be funny anymore and woke politics and left-leaning liberals and blah, blah, blah. And it's like the Musk guys who are still think he's great are now all right-wingers. And, and get, they were always the fucking white incel boys. So it's not hard to see why he's dragged them to the right. But it's like I think the, the real Venn diagram that's super overlapping is Musk fans and people who troll 4chan. Like that's the kind of people who are, I think are really into it. And I think, I think Andrew Yang used to be the young disenfranchised white guys. And now he is desperately trying to catch the millennial liberals and centrists, you know, like are and yeah. people who aren't into politics. That's the thing. There's a whole lot of people like, I just can't pay attention. I just don't want to do it. Like there's a lot of ostrich people and you know, feel like I don't even I don't what's an election. I don't vote like I don't want to deal with it. And it's like and that's fine. Like you're allowed to not deal with it. But like that's his target audience is people who aren't aware of why there's conflict that just there is conflict. And that makes me sad. And I wish there wasn't conflict. And it's like, you know, it's like, no, you know, there's fucking Nazis out there right now. Right. Like they don't want to hear that. You know that they're literally taking the right for women to be human beings away. Right. Nope. They don't want to hear that. Just that people aren't getting along. And that's a bad thing. But but and I I do see your point. I think you have you have a good take there. But I'm I'm looking. God at damn right, that, I do. I think. Well, I'm looking. <laughs> I'm looking at the things that have been happening. And so, it's like, first he makes that tweet because we haven't. I don't think we mentioned this, but he also made that tweet about how the Democrats are no longer the party. Or are basically again paraphrasing it's some form of the the tweet we've all seen about Democrats being off the deep end and Republicans being only the sane ones or something like that. So he's basically announced via Twitter that he'd be voting Republican, which shocked no one, right? Yeah. But in the last few days, like I think that tweet was like a week or two old. But in the last few days, I think something's happened that you hit on, Chris, is I think he's realizing that because I do think he can spot a good bet. I think he can spot a bad one. And I think he knows that putting his money with the Trumpers is a short-term game and a long-term loss. That is that is a mindset that I do think is is on its way out. I think that's why you've pointed this out before. I think the reason they have become so vocal is it is a dying animal on its last legs fighting its hardest to survive. And I think Musk knows that. And I think now that he's starting to realize it, I think there's a pivot happening. I think he's trying to, he's going to make a play for the center. I think he's going to try to do the same thing of like, Dems don't do anything for you. Right-wingers don't do anything for you. Let's all hug it out. And let's, he, he's got a good foundation to do it. He can he can do the technology-based stuff even better than I mean, he can. He can fund his own party. Yeah, he could. Which I'm actually surprised isn't what he's, the kind of shit he's trying to do. Like, Elon Musk is so wealthy. And like again, this is where it really starts to scare me is people like Musk and Bezos. It's like he's launched his own telecommunications satellite network. It it blows me away that was allowed. Mm-hmm. You've let a private individual launch a network of satellites for telecommunications. What the fuck? How is that okay? I mean, can you imagine if a Russian oligarch did that right now? 
but we allow it. It's like at, at a certain point, this guy can fund his own party and his own media outlets. He could fund his own TV network and his own social media. He could hire a private mercenary army large enough to rival most in the world. Like he has the funds to form a nation. <laughs> like that's the kind of sick fucking money he has. And we're, everyone's just sitting around while he's like, I'm going to buy Twitter. I'm not. I'm going to do this. And it's like, boy, you know, I'm really, I really hope he never leaves the eight-year-old who's going through his toy chest phase. Because if he does, we're all going to fucking die. Like, <laughs> he, he's just, he's, he's, a, he's a kid with a gun. And I'm just really glad that he's just pointing out how pretty the hammer is right now. Yeah. And I hope that never changes or that he has a stroke. Like, just... <laughs> I mean, we can all pray he gets Margaret Thatchered, but this guy is literally <laughs> a danger to the fucking world. And hopefully he'll just eventually buy a private island and go there and be weird. And that's that is the good scenario I'm crossing my fingers for. Yeah, man, it's it's scary. The fact that you have people in this country that will condemn and you know, lambast the idea of Russian oligarchs that control everything in that country and then turn around and idolize people like Bezos and, and uh, Musk as, as just entrepreneurs that are, that are, that they, they see them as, as, as if they've only got the best in, in, in hopes for humanity. And something and else that like, somehow why? skated through the fucking news, right? That like, I can't believe it wasn't a bigger deal. The Supreme Court said that now we can give unlimited campaign contributions to politicians after the election. Yeah, we used to have a cap of 250000 And yeah. thanks to Ted fucking Cruz, because that was his baby, that's no longer the case because some ridiculous infringement on free speech. Because again, we've already got the precedent. We, we've said campaign finance donations are a form of free speech. Our our fucking bullshit right wing judicial branch of our government has already established this as, as law. And so with that in mind, of course, they're going to allow for this. Of course they are, because why wouldn't they? It's just to them, we've we, oh, hampering this is infringing on free speech. I, I don't understand that. With campaign contributions and, uh, you know, and lobbying, it was always a form of bribery. But at least there were some hoops. And it's like, this is now just, okay, it's just bribery now. Like, now I can just keep throwing money at someone forever in unlimited amounts of money. I can just, if there's a judiciary committee, right, or a foreign affairs committee or an intelligence committee, I can just pick the senator who has the sway vote and I can be like, here's a check for $10 million. Do what I want. And that's now fucking legal. And, and no one cared that did that just skated right under the fucking radar. That's where we're at. There, there is no democracy. It's fucking over. I mean, it's been gone for a while, but like there's not even the illusion of it anymore. They don't even fucking care about hiding it anymore. And no one cares. We have such fucking darkest timeline fatigue right now that we are just hopping from one garbage fire to another. And the other one that's that's flying under the radar, I mean, you can look it up. It's 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 on the online news. You know, Reuters talking about it. Is again trash dumpster DeSantis himself, governor of Florida. I'm sure the ACLU is going to fight it, but with the Supreme Court, who's how's that going to fucking pan out? Oh, not well. You not know, well for the ACLU. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, 
he made it illegal to protest outside of private residences. So now in Florida, if you protest on public property, it's legal to run you over. And if you protest on private party, now you'll be arrested just for protesting on private property. Because, God, there's a quote from him here. Hold on, I had it. Hang on. Here we go. DeSantis said in a statement that, quote, sending unruly mobs to private residences is inappropriate. Like, what? you know what a protest <laughs> is for, right? Like, again, and, and there's just all kind of memes going with the front. Like, the French build fucking guillotines and storm politicians' homes when they do fucked up shit. And that's why France is an awesome place to live. And here we have, first of all, peaceful protests, which we've gone back and forth where you know how I feel, how ineffective peaceful protesting is. Even that's now being taken away in Florida. Like, the point of protest is to scare politicians and people in power. The point of protest is so that you can make mass movements against individuals who are making decisions that are against the public good. That's the point of them. So to say they're inappropriate and they're mean and they 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 hurt people's feelings. What the fuck do you think a protest is for? You know, and that's what we get for pussy hat protests. That's what we get in this country. And people show up to fucking Women's Day and then go home and they show up for one day and dance around in the street and feel good with Susan Sarandon and then they fucking go home and do nothing else. And that's considered a protest. It's like the last time we had protests that actually did something was when they were burning down Bank of America branches in the Vietnam War. When people in Watson across the country rioted when Martin Luther King was assassinated. And that scared your namesake, good old Jumbo Johnson, to actually sign the Civil Rights Act and the Voting Rights Act. Like That's what caused those things, was people scaring the shit out of those in power that, holy shit, they're actually going to fucking kill us now. That's what actually gets things moving. And we somehow lost our way in this country where we just decided that Martin Luther King came up, said a nice speech, and everyone said black people are cool now, and everything was fine from then on. It's like, no, that's that's not what happened. He was universally fucking hated. He was assassinated by the government. And then people started burning fucking towns down, and the government finally did something because they didn't want they needed this to fucking stop right now. That's what happened. And we've forgotten that. We've forgotten what, what, what civil disobedience is supposed to be. Civil disobedience is fucking handcuffing yourself to machinery. It's it, it, it's unionizing and striking and letting your boss know that if that doesn't work, the next step is to drag him out of his house and beat him to death in front of his family. That's the point. Instead, now, we have people who are killing their employees. And when there's a protest or a union, they're fired, they're tortured, they are they they lose their livelihoods and their ability to support their families. And we're told that they should have just been nicer. Maybe if you'd gone to the police department and gotten a permit to protest on public property between these hours and make sure it's not too mean and a window doesn't ever get broken. How is that a First Amendment right? How is that addressing your grievances with the government? It's not. It's toothless, and it's supposed to be toothless. They want it to be toothless. Toothless protest is great for for those in power. Because when you have a National Women's Day march, and all the white liberal middle-aged women put on their pussy hats and march around in the street and then go home, they feel like they've accomplished something. It gets the steam out, you know, releases the pressure, but nothing has to change. 
you know, we had Women's Day protests after, after we had women's protests in every major city in L.A. and New York. Was it just last week, Matt? Yep. What happened? What 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 went on during these protests? Hmm. Everything was peaceful. Private property survived. Nothing was destroyed or damaged. No politicians were threatened or harmed. And uh, how's that RV Wade going? About the same. Yeah. Is that is that looking like that's going to change? Nope. So how effective is this protest? It's not. You know, and 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 that's the thing is, you know, and then. You know, after this happened, I went to a Planned Parenthood helped barricade it against fucking fascists trying to storm it. The cops were against us. We were there, by the way, at the behest of Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood wanted us there, invited us there. That's action that does something. But you have to be willing to risk something. And if you're just going to go somewhere where you can buy a hat and some popcorn and sing fucking kumbaya for two hours, and make sure you're home before the police get too upset that you're in the street, you're not accomplishing anything. It's not that you're part of the problem, because you're not. Your heart's in the right place. But it's not effective, so what's the point? Stay home. If you're not going to do something that's effective, and again, being effective doesn't mean you have to be in the street. Support those who are. You can give money to political organizations that are doing something. You can give money to the ACLU or to, to answer coalition people or all kinds of places. You can support friends who are there. You can you can cheer people on. You can you know you, there's all kinds of things you can do that have nothing to do with putting yourself in bodily harm or risk. But join that. Be part of that. Not everyone needs to throw a can of fucking soup. But if you want to be on the right side of history, you support the people who are throwing a can of fucking soup. And you bemoan the do-nothings and the protests that accomplish nothing. And here we have, I mean, these fucking protests were like, again, they were peaceful. They weren't damaging anything. But this was effective, this shit going on in Florida, right? Like, yeah. we, we had justices who were scared. Hell, we got we got the Senate to fucking agree on something It was so gnarly. Again. This was a protest that involved charcuterie boards. <laughs> you know, this was far from people from Buddhist monks setting themselves on fire, right? This was not, these were people just camped out with signs telling these justices what pieces of shit they were. But the fact that they found their addresses went to their fucking homes and established a mob that was pissed. See, that's effective. You don't have to be violent. You don't have to be destructive. Personally, I feel those are the quickest ways to, to, to accomplish your goals, but they're not the only ones. But fear is how you do it. You have to remind people in power that there is a possibility they could get torn apart and beaten like a pinata if they fuck around too much. If As they an have example, a we've got Susan Collins freaking her shit out because somebody made wrote her a sidewalk chalk message and keep in mind this wasn't a, like we're gonna kill you and eat your family this was like no roe v wade is bad susan do your job yeah it was literally and a please don't yeah. suck and she yeah. called the cops and launched an investigation and this is threatening and it's insane it's like but the things that but that's actually... the moment that's how you know you're affecting change that is yeah. the point where everyone should have fucking shown up even more in front of her house yeah they should start covering her neighborhood in shock that's an effective protest again it doesn't have to be destructive or violent you can have a peaceful fucking protest but do something that scares the shit out of those who are doing bullshit and that's what you have to do. show up at their fucking house. There's old, there's a small number of people who are fucking the world up and they all have addresses. 
Yep. You know, the people who are truly destroying the planet fit on a single bus, man. You know, Arv- yeah. Roe v. Wade getting taken down? Dude, that's eight justices. Really, seven justices. <laughs> it's seven fucking justices. Actually, it wasn't even that. It was six. Oh, was it six? I thought it, I thought six. it was seven. I thought it was seven one the vote. Was it six two? It's six two. Oh, fair enough. Six yeah. justices. Like the number keeps dropping. Act now. <laughs> you know? You know, but, it's cliche to say this, but like, I mean, there's a quote that everyone's fan of, like everyone loves to quote V, right? But that line in that movie is significant. People should not be afraid of their governments. Governments should be afraid of their people. And that is true. I don't care that Susan Collins is a human with a family. I care that she was elected to do a fucking job and she's not fucking doing it. Okay, if you are going to be an elected official, you should absolutely be afraid of your constituents. There shouldn't ever be a point where you think there is nothing to worry about with this job. Yep. Because you hold people's lives in your hands. And in other countries... People have no problems reminding their elected officials of that fact. Here in the AS, we do because we're afraid. Of, there's We've become afraid of standing up to people we hired to do a job. Like, these aren't our betters. They aren't. We hired them to do a job. Their job is to make sure our quality of life remains high and good. Their and job that our is basic to, wishes get met. Yes, Simple. It's a simple job and they're not fucking doing it because we aren't paying them to do it. Well, I mean, we are, but other people are paying them much more to do what they want. Yeah. But you know what? People really, 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 really will change their ways when they realize their lives are on the line because they ain't going to be able to spend that money one way or the other. And that's kind of what we need to do. It needs money is basically taking over our politics. Now, we can vote and hope our politicians will just, you know, not listen to that money or we can threaten their lives and tell them you're not going to spend the money one way or the other. You can choose to be alive and not spend it or you can choose to be dead and not spend it. Yeah. And to be clear, we're not talking about like sending threatening letters or anything like that. Like, no, no like don't get yourself on a, you know, thrown in the fucking forever jail. But like, Again, a peaceful protest surrounding the home of a justice sends a fucking message. And no laws are broken. No one's harmed. You didn't even have to baseball bat a mailbox. Like, nothing had to happen. Yeah, A bunch of people surrounding Justice's house eating charcuterie boards was enough to freak them out. And that's effective. But you have to actually fucking do that. But when you go to a permitted police sanctioned street march that ends at a certain time. And then everyone goes, doesn't do anything. And we need to just stop. We have this idea that that changes things and it doesn't. We have these photographs of people marching. It's like, that didn't do it though. Like, that's a great thing. It's a great way to get people together. It's a great way to mobilize the working class and it has its place, but it is not the catalyst for change. It is the vehicle. You know, it's like, it's like, it is, it is, it is the it is the tortilla chip, but the guacamole is what we fucking need, mm-hmm. you know. And we have this thing. It's like, no, nope, I just saw a picture of chips. It's the same thing. We see well, look at all these people surrounding the Washington Monument that march. And it's like that's great, but again, MLK getting shot and people burning shit down is what put the civil rights movement forward. Not a bunch of people happily in the streets. Remember those people in the streets 
were getting fucking fire hosed, shot, lynched, attacked by guard dogs, beaten to death. Like there were risks and they had to stand up to law and order and authority. And until we're willing to do that collectively as a class, it's not going to change. Well, not to mention, we are taught, we, we mentioned it before here, but like there's also Malcolm X. There was a whole other group of people fighting a very different fight than Martin Luther King was. And there wasn't the just Malcolm movement. X. You had Malcolm yeah. X. You had the nation of Islam. You had the black Panthers. Like yep. you had lots of organizations who were doing this. MLK was not even the, like the, it wasn't like it was just MLK and there's some other people like Malcolm yeah. X was on TV all the fucking time. Yep. The media loved him because they could really, cause he was angry and they could bring him up and make that angry black man narrative. But in history, all we ever hear is is MLK because that's what the oligarchs want you to see. They want you to see a man who was religious, he was Christian, and he taught nonviolence. Yep. That's what that's the narrative they want push. They don't want push that, like, by the way, you know what was super effective? Was Malcolm X being on the right side of history, both against white supremacy and even against his own people because he fought the nation of Islam because they were fucked up because Louis Farrakhan's a piece of shit. But that's a whole other fucking podcast. <laughs> but like that happened. The Black Panthers were a group that were dedicated to two things, feeding hungry school children because they were fucking Maoists and showing up armed to police stops just hanging out open carry was completely legal but when they would go to places where cops were killing people and when they would pull over black men they'd show up and stand in the street holding their rifles just observing and that pissed off the lapd so much so they had to assassinate the leaders of the black panthers you can actually still go to la right now there's the hotel where they had the shootout where the lapd literally just showed up and fucking it was the first swat unit ever made where they just gunned down an entire hotel building because there was dangerous Negroes inside. That's our history. That's what we fought against. It's important to remember too, because yeah. the reason people started listening to the to Martin Luther King's side of things is because they were fucking terrified of what would happen if they didn't. Yes. Like, remember, like, I, 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 I don't mean to always bring this into like a nerdy aspect, but like, for those of you that are fans of the X-Men, Charles Xavier and Magneto are, are analogy, analogous to Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. Yep. Their philosophies are almost identical. You know, and, and that and that was I mean, Stan Lee and Jack Kirby are on record as saying that that's where they took their inspiration from. Mm -hmm. Even if you look at MLK, remember, he said the greatest threat to liberation was the white moderate. Yep. More so than the Klansmen, people who would say, I agree with your message, but not your tactics or want you to wait for liberation for a more convenient time. MLK himself, the guy who I'm saying was the least effective in these, was saying nothing was more of a danger to progress than white moderates. Than white people who feel like they're doing good hanging out in the street with their privilege. Because that's what these are. That's what the Women's March is, unfortunately. And it's a shame because the Women's March actually is a cool fucking history. It used to be a bunch of women who tore shit up. Started in fucking Germany and Russia. Came to the US. Like It used to be about actual forcing of change and scaring the shit out of men in power. And that's what it needs to be. I don't want to see a bunch of fucking baby boomer Gen X 
wealthy white women up on stage having a, having their own fucking little fair again in the streets because abortion rights are under attack and they go home two hours later. No, I want to see a bunch of fucking women ready to go burn down Ted Cruz's house. That's the shit I want to see. And I am for that. I'm here for that, but it needs to be multicultural. It needs to be intersectional and it can't be the liberal parade of happy feelings. That doesn't talk about women's rights, not just white women's rights. Yeah. But again, that's, there's a long history of that in this country, you know, suffrage. Everyone's like, Oh, in the 1920s, women got the, no white women got the right to vote. And Susan B. Anthony was a horrifying racist who literally looked this up and is not out of context that she would happily cut off her own arm before she would ever advocate for the Negro's right to vote. That is a direct quote from Susan B. Anthony. She's a piece of shit. Learn about your heroes. The point is, (laughs) um, and she was saying that to black leaders who were advocating for white women to have the right to vote. Like she was saying that to allies, go fuck yourselves. And that's, that you you if if you look around at a civil action and all you see are white faces you're in the wrong place yep take a look at that it needs to be intersectional and it needs to be class conscious and you need to not be afraid to speak truth to power and challenge authority and you need to recognize that what the police are telling you is wrong and ron DeSantis can suck a dick and uh i look forward to seeing this case go to the Supreme Court, which I know the AC will eventually will lose and probably win later on appeal one day when the Supreme Court changes. Um, but we are going to see some interesting quotes come out on briefs about like why peaceful protest <laughs> is now too mean. <laughs> Charcuterie boards and chalk are going to be the death of us all. Yep. So that that's the weekend review. What do you got in the mailbag, Matt? All right. A couple of things. So there, there's one that's, that's kind of happy and there's, couple that i'm not so first things first (laughs) that sounds about right just a note to anyone who listens if you are going to drop us a comment if you are going to leave any kind of information now i'll listen to any sides we all will but you have to make the comment make sense and 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 this comment i'm gonna I, I still am trying to figure out where this is coming from. I, I don't think it's a good place, Chris. You haven't seen this yet. So we had that episode 66 fake leftist, right? So someone on YouTube um, dropped this comment on that episode. No context. I don't know what he's referencing or even if he's referencing anything in the podcast. I don't think he was. But this is his comment. According to the Unabomber, I'm not a leftist. I don't know about you, but I'm going to go with a guy with nine PhDs. Yeah. Who has nine PhDs? Because it wasn't the Unabomber. Ted, I don't Ted know. Ted Kaczynski yeah. was a mathematics professor. He did not have nine PhDs, and it sure is fucking Dorvash. I agree. That's that's what, So my response to that was just, what? <laughs> To which this person responds, have a listen to Krasinski's manifesto. He brings up some valid points. I'm not condoning his indiscriminate actions, though. And so let me just. So he's he's devil's advocating on behalf of Ted Kaczynski? Kaczynski, yes. It's one of those like, "Eh, you got nothing. I don't care about engaging with you. Yeah, (laughs) that's it. So I'm saying that to say this. Discourse is all well and good. And I think we demonstrated pretty well with the guys from Between the Liars, uh, with our um, our trans podcast host that came on. Uh, she was uh, 
kind of center right leaning and she was married or engaged to a cop. And there's also the, the Canadian on. one. The, 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 the Canadian dude, he was more, I think, libertarian than anything else. Yeah. Um, but, but still, I think we've demonstrated pretty well we can effectively engage with right-wingers. What we can't do is entertain idiots and people like this guy, which I, I understand it's probably the same thing, but we are not going to listen to or engage with this kind of bullshit. And if you drop us a line, like I will try to clarify and give you a chance to, to not be, to you point know, out that you're not advocating for the Unabomber. Yes. But the moment you confirm that you are, we're done. So th- this is just a note because there's a few people that have have dropped this. And I said all that to te- segue into this. So we put it out there during our episode on fake leftists. We were going to, you know, hit up our Twitter, be like, give us a solid reason. Not a single person did, but there was one guy who just would not let shit go. And all he came, all he had was the same argument everyone that defends Vosh has. It was out of context. It was out of context. It was out of context. Now, I I said all this before, but I'm going to reiterate it here because I think it's important. I can grant people certain liberties. If all we have is a single argument for Vosh where he's trying to illustrate the horrors and hypocrisy of people that allow for um, child labor. And he, and he did that in the most bad way possible. Let's just, let's, let's give that consideration. Cause it's a common argument for, for basically Vosh's first four way into pedophilia apology, apologism is basically he was making an argument where he, he tried to equate people that I guess on the internet or something like that. It was some weird one-to-one analogy where it was trying to make um, pedophilia the same as child labor. It was, it was really bad. And even Vosh himself, we, we mentioned this, but Vosh came back afterwards and said that he made a really bad argument. Okay. And that's usually where people give you the, 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 the bad context argument. I'll grant you that. The problem with that is there are other instances of Vosh advocating for pedophilia that we went over en masse. And so if we present those to you and you just keep repeating that they are out of context, you are not making a solid argument for anything. You are not having civil discourse. All you're doing is being a parrot and not engaging with any kind of factual information. So that is another thing that we will not be engaging with. Not going to do it. Yeah. So I just wanted to put those two things out there. Um, but since those are kind of shitty and we kind of ended up shitty, though, let's end on a happier note because we got some something from our boy Stoffy. And I think you're going to like this, Chris. Uh, message on our Roe v. Wade episode. He's like, I'm catching up on your Roe v. Wade episode right now. If you guys don't have merch one day that says protect Roe v. Wade, you have the right to raw dog. I'll be very, very sad. <laughs> and, and I wanted to say this, especially, I mean, Stoffy was the one that messaged us, but he wasn't the only one that messaged about that comment, Chris. A lot of people liked your right to raw dog a bit. So I think if we ever do start making merch, that's got to be one of the first things we put out there. I'm down. Yeah. So remember folks, you got to fight for your right to raw dog. <laughs> Uh, and that's all I got. Stoffy, thank you. Uh, sorry for, for, for the downer stuff, but if you can't defend your argument, don't bother. I'm just going to point out, like we've been begging people to give us a shit arguments. I mean, I'd rather have better ones, but at a certain point, like, all right, we can, we'll block you too. <laughs> uh, well, here's the thing on this specific one. I very, I was very specific. 
I said, does anyone have any convincing arguments for for why you should you support Bosch? And well, the yeah, the Unabomber is awesome. Yeah, and and no context <laughs> and, and context context. Yeah, well, you're you're always taking him out of context, buddy. Oh, always, always. But I'm not taking our list out of context. We will be here next week. <laughs> we love you. We got to wrap it up. It's been a while. We'll have a uh, we'll have a more cogent episode next week. Hopefully, the Reverend Doctor will be uh, get Lazarus out of his death throes from being poisoned, and will join us again. We will so send him your quantum love and healing, and hopefully uh, he can get there. Until then, this is Matt Chris signing off. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Remember, the revolution is you.